Hi, my name is Adrian Murage and I am in the Hackership, that is Hackanoon's internship program. I work as a podcast intern, that means that if you listen to our podcast or watch our podcast, my hands have been there. And working at Hackanoon has been amazing. So if you're interested in working at Hackanoon, go over to careers.hackanoon.com and check out all our open positions. We're waiting for you. But for now, let's go over to the episode. Bye. Hello, hackers. Welcome back for another episode of the Hacker Noon podcast. It's me, your best friend and host, Amy Tom. And this time, I am podcasting from the Netherlands, aka my new home. I have moved abroad and I am living my best European life on the other side of the pond, and it is great. Very happy to be here. Very happy to be living the remote work dream. And I would love to get into that a little bit more with none other than the Michael Brooks, who is the founder and CEO of Golance. Afternoon podcast. Hi, Michael. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Amy. Thank you for having me as part of the program. I appreciate it. Where were you before Amsterdam? I was living in Vancouver, BC, where I have lived my entire life, and I have tried to move abroad several times in my life, Um, but uh, for pandemic reasons or another, essentially, I've never been able to make it work, but it's always been my dream to work abroad, work remotely, do that whole thing, get into a new culture. So I'm super excited to talk to you more about remote work and why that's like so cool and so important and such an up and coming thing. Cool. Thanks. Thank you. Glad to be here. So tell me a little bit more about your company, Golance. Okay. So Golance, we're a freelance marketplace. We, uh, we help connect uh, clients to freelancers around the world to, uh, to make uh, magic happen. You know, hiring developers, hackers, not real hackers, good ethical hackers, but uh, and all, all types of freelance workers. We don't really pigeonhole ourselves into one niche for one thing over the other. Um, we started about seven years ago. My um, And the reason why I started was because I had another software company that I developed, a subscription billing company, and I was just about ready to exit it and let, uh, let some of the other partners take over. And I was looking at what I wanted to do for the next 40 years. Um, I was like 36 at the time, um, about seven years ago. It's just aged myself. Mm-hmm. I, I'm probably old enough to be your father, basically, is, is what I'm saying. Like, as, as I'm starting to digest that conversation as I say my, my uh, that reality as I <laughs> say my age old <laughs> young lady um as i say my age uh, and and experience um but so i was like well what if i was going to do one thing and just commit to one thing for one business to grow one business for the next 40 years which puts me at like 75 76 years old um which is when you know i'd probably want to slow down um i think who knows uh but but just with that in mind, what would I want to do? I remember back uh, during the whole 2008 financial crisis, um, really it was 2009, 2010, 
uh, we got crushed. Our, our other software company got crushed mm. and I had to let go of a huge staff and I had like 50 people in, in a swanky office in Newport beach. And I'm walking around and kind of overlooking everybody and staying everybody's shoulder and trying to do the full Michael Scott put on events and, you know, like Halloween costume parties, but, uh, you know, not, none of that meant anything when the money ran out and yeah. when, uh, when I couldn't, when I couldn't keep it going. So I, I had to let people go, which was painful. I hated it. I absolutely hated that process. Um, and uh, it, it's, it's, it's just a terrible, it was just a, a very, very dark time and very troubling time. But and I was about to walk away from the company also. And I had built up this beautiful ongoing concern. And I'm going, oh, man, I, I can't even continue to support this business because I, I don't know how I will. Um, but I needed people to work. And so I posted an ad, an ad on a, a job on, on, a, on a different work platform that's no longer exists, a big monster that uh, combined with another monster. And they're the biggest monster, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. I don't need to. I don't need to say advertise my competitor, but um, at the time I posted a job there and I found someone and, and uh, uh, he's still with the company today. He's now the CTO of the company. And, and, you know, it, it made it so that I'm like, okay, wait a minute. I've got this office that, that costs so much. I've got all this parking and all this and all these people and staff inside. And it was a challenging time, not just hated letting good people go, but there was also a lot of pressure being in the office every day to, to continue with um, to, to compensation pressure and, 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 and just pressure, pressure from the people around me that I tried to meet and I tried to try, tried to have that environment, but it just didn't work. And maybe it was me, maybe it was my personality, but once I found someone offshore, and or remote and i was like okay well let's just get rid of all these costs i can afford this guy like and and i still paid him fair and and it was it was good it was just it was a really good value it was good value for us and it was good value for him and he's made a lot more now he's uh now i hope he is very happy but um it was just a a massive value and and it really saved us and it was like okay that 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 saved the business and from that, I was like, well, what else can I do remote? So I started posting other jobs and finding other people. And as we'd grow, I'd go, okay, well, no, let's not hire somebody. Let's let's try to get a freelancer out of this because this seems to work well. We had our share of, of issues with that. And we had our, our tuition where we, we kind of went to the wrong places, worked with the wrong people, but we were able to course correct really well. And stuff I'd get away with, I'd never be able to get away with anybody. And I know not everybody likes a time tracker, right? But clients really do. And it's, mm-hmm. it's a great way to start. And like now it, I really just use it for like the first six months, um, being able to see those screenshots, course, correct, watching people's work and saying, Hey, are they really, are they really integrating into our culture? Are they really be able to work whether or not they're being looked over? So at uh, about seven years ago, I had uh, that other software company, subscription company, Response CRM, which is like a, a, an e-commerce subscription billing company. And I have that to a point where I'm like, okay, I don't, I don't need to be here anymore. The other partner's taking over. What do I want to do for 40 years? And I was like, you know what? I, I really love how freelancing saved my business, 
how I don't know what I would do if it wasn't for these, this type of environment. I, I, I want to do this, but I want to commit. And I knew I, I had my idea of what the problems were with the, with now our industry counterparts and where they were failing. And I looked at it and I was like, hey, you know, I think I could do better there. But I, I, it's not something you can just pop up a, a marketplace, right? Yeah. There's banking, there's billing, there's all types of massive, massive issues and, and complexities. So it's, it's like, if I do this, I'm going to commit and it's going to be a, it's going to be a 40 year commitment. So I'm 77, seven, seven years into that 40 year commitment. That's how I, um, it, it's really, I mean, when, when you, when you take a look at, at what you can commit to for 40 years, you, you make different decisions. Hmm. And, and that's, that was uh, one of the benefits of, of that. I kind of got lucky and fell into it. It was more of a, dude, I know how, how much of a commitment it is to jump into, to, to, to building a business. And there's kind of like a curve too, right? Like right. You, you, for most entrepreneurs, they found it and uh, like they, they get in, they're all excited, they're ramping up, they got dollar signs in their eyes and they push and push and push and then they're dealing with customers and they like it. And then after four or five years, they're like, uh, it's just, this, this is my life now. <laughs> and yeah. and, I'm, and I'm, I'm, they, they say, uh, you know, why work 40 hours for someone else when you can work 80 hours for yourself? And it's really true. But I like working and I, I enjoy putting in that extra effort and putting in that uh, putting in that extra intensity time. But uh, I wanted to, to, to commit to fully commit to something. And that's that's how I started GoLands, because this is a space that I could fully commit to and uh, give myself fully to. And, and that was uh, that was that. Right. Okay, so take me back to the time when you were just starting out with Golance and you've made this 40-year commitment and you're all set up and ready to go. Uh, how many times did you have to pivot? What was it like when you first started? Take me through that process. It was a challenge. I mean, when, <laughs> when, I, think of, when I think of first starting, right, as an entrepreneur, I think of the capital, right? I think of putting everything on my credit cards, to build a business. Um, I think of all the loans that I took from family and otherwise, and, uh, and, and to, to build the company. And it was much more high pressure than it, than it is now. So first thing I did is I went to uh, all the, the people that I've been working with for years and friends. And I said, Hey, I'm, I've started this business. I know you guys are working on these other platforms. Um, we, I'm, uh, I'm going to work to get you jobs, but I want you to work on our platform. And like, we don't care where you, which platform we work on, just get us jobs. I said, great. It's also going to cost you less than the other platform. They go, okay, great. So, um, we, we had a really good dev team. We spent, I spent when I first designed the, uh, when I first designed the, the initial, like mock-ups of the platform. I spent four days where I, I mean, I was sleeping on the couch an hour at a time, getting up, mapping everything out. And then in my garage, like you could walk in my garage and it was like a, it was like a scene from Homeland and like, there's like ties going back and forth and everything. And if you click here, it goes here. I mean, it was just a different way of, it was just a different way of mocking things up, but I really got into, into the design, into the site. Um, in fact, I was going so, so hard at the time 
that uh, I stopped and just like wrote a parody song for my friend. <laughs> He's an attorney. I like wrote a parody song for him and it was totally ridiculous. It was just, it was like something I needed to do to get my mind off of like just being in it. But, uh, but then I, I, I haven't had TV in years and um, said so I would take frequent walks. But other than that, I, I really needed, I just remember going, I, I just need to do something besides this for a minute. And so I wrote in like, had this whole parody song for a buddy, but um, that, that, that early time was very hard because I put literally everything I had into it. Um, every, every dollar I had ever made and uh, a lot of them that I didn't have. And I just pushed. And then we kept that way. I kept pushing like that uh, a couple for, for a few years, <laughs> like three, four years, um, just kept pushing the team, pushing everybody. And I started to see that I was burning people out. And I didn't need to anymore. We had gotten to a place where I, I didn't have everything on the line anymore. And I was still, um, I, I was seeing, I was seeing the effects on the people and then the people I worked with. So I started saying, okay, I've got to take a step back and I've got to get some support, some fresh eyeballs that, that are, are um, not constant startup mode. And when you think startup mode, you can still be creative. Like when I think of startup mode, I think you're about to go broke, right? <laughs> you need to get this done or everything's going to fall apart. Um, and, and that, that was a, a condition of, of the, of the business in the very early years. But once we passed that, um, I had to reteach myself to, 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 to rewrite for foundation, rewrite to, okay, these people that work here, they have other lives, not <laughs> lunatics. That's <laughs> okay. They're doing good work. Let's take a breath and, you know, just and, and really try to, to focus on, on a healthy output and putting good sprints together. And um, I had to bring in, uh, I had to bring in other people and other support and help to do that. And, and thankfully we have that now. And uh, our, our team is much more appreciative of like our, our, our other team members that help uh, manage and develop our, our sprints and our, and, 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 and our roadmap and, and not having to deal with what, uh, what, what, what we did at the beginning. Because at the beginning, it was a lot of pressure, but you yeah. kind of have to, right? Everybody's got the yeah. curve. Right. Either you've got yeah. the curve of, oh, my God, everything's great. And then there's bumps and bruises or you have the curve of ah, I'm pushing, pushing, pushing. And then yeah. you pull and you go, OK, we don't have to push that hard. Let's enjoy putting good, healthy, healthy workday in. Yeah. Do you usually put good, healthy workdays in or are you uh, going full 80 plus more hours a week? Um, as the founder CEO, <laughs> I, I so I, to answer that, I don't have a usual of anything. Mm. <laughs> I'm mm. I'm more I'm more usual now, right? Because there's always another project to tackle. There's always there's always that I, the the same type of intense work. No, but I'm always thinking. But it's it's a loving at this point. It really is. And it's, it's, uh, well, let's think through this. Let's map this out. Um, but I've, I've kind of put my life into different categories, majors and minors, right? So I've got uh, the, like, uh, I've, I've, 
I, I've started to do more work, but not necessarily in the business, more on the business and just on, on the architecture of my life so that I can be better for the business. Because right. who I am now or who I was seven years ago is not healthy to the business or the rest of my life for now, right? So I'm looking at going, okay, what's, what's important, right? Go Lance, uh, my family, my household. Okay, let's make those my two primaries. And then I have three, two majors and I've got three minors. And I put the minors are um, uh, other, other little projects within, within, the, within GoLance itself. Mm. That's in, so I've got two projects within GoLance that I'm working on that are my minors. And then, uh, and then my health is one of, one of my minors. Maybe the health should be a major right now. I right. look at it and I'm in pretty decent shape. I got the Peloton going. So, um, but you can't, you can't really have two, you can't have more than, than, than two major things that you're working on. Um, right. And then three minor things that you're working on, uh, yeah, at least for I like me. That. Mm -hmm. That's, and that's a result of, of business coaching. That is when things took a massive turn for the better. When I started to seek actual not not mentorship. I don't really like that word, but 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 real genuine business coaching. Um, that's when that's when everything really started to to turn, and and I've been able to take the chaos uh, instead of just constantly working and moving and pushing things forward and dealing with issues, being able to really hone and focus. And I've never done it before, ever. I've done courses and um, like life development courses. I, I found those and I've gone back and coached in those, but never specifically, okay, let me, let me deal with organizing um, and fine tuning my business life. And I've got one of the best coaches in the world and I have a call with him once a month. It's actually Jarek hmm. Robbins. He's a, a famous business coach. He's Tony Robbins' son. So his dad's Oh, really okay. Yes, yes, yes. All right. But, cool, uh, cool. But uh, that—that's who kind of developed this, this mentality, this this roadmap for me. And I, it's I will say as as an entrepreneur, sometimes we don't have people to report to. You know, you just go to work, unless you're raising capital and you're getting VC money and you have like you know like like the 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 investors going here's these numbers you have to hit. And you go back and report, which is really nice, right? You know what you need to do. I mean, waking up, and there's a lot of entrepreneurs out there that wake up and they are, I don't know what to do. And sometimes it becomes paralyzing. It's a paralyzing feeling going, what do I do next? How do I make this next decision? And being able to find somebody in that category of your life, just saying, dude, I need somebody who I can trust that I can ask and get the bounce these ideas off of who can help me ask me the right questions to get to the right answers. That is paramount. Mm -hmm. For sure. Definitely. Uh, I wanted to ask you about going back to the number of hours you work um, a week, kind of the idea of the fact that because you are the founder and CEO, nobody is going to work as hard as you. No one is going to care about your business as much as you do. So especially with a remote team, how do you keep all of your people engaged in the dream and 
continuing working and motivated um, when you might not be able to see them physically in person? So I, I would have to disagree with the premise. And oh. it's not something that, and that's based out of wisdom, not, excuse me, based out of experience, not wisdom. I thought that to be true, right? Nobody's mm-hmm. going to care about it like I do, but it's not true. Hmm. It, it, it's, it's not true. We, we've been blessed with amazing people that care just as much as I do. And sometimes I've seen them care more mm. and, I, and, and watching other people take on these emerge, these roles and step in and really jump, uh, jump in and, and, and take care of business in, in a way that it, it recently was very, became very apparent to me recently when I got, uh, I got pneumonia in November and pneumonia. And I think COVID, I don't know, I was at home and everybody said it was COVID, but I was like death. I couldn't stand in the shower for more than three minutes. Like I was, my, oh. I felt like uh, I lost like 20 pounds, which was nice. So. All right. Okay. <laughs> you know, there's always a silver lining. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but be, being able to, to be that sick where I could do just <clears throat> minor, like basic check-ins to barely keep my eyes open, making sure that the health of the business was okay, doing the absolute bare minimum that I needed to do. And then watching the business grow better than whether or not I was there mm. was, uh, was a little humbling. And it, it was, uh, I came out of that, of that um, sickness and, and feeling like, well, okay. Like, I feel like, you know, you're so close. You do care, right? It's like saying nobody will care about your child as much as you do. Right? And, and to a degree that's true, but children get married and they have kids. And then their kids okay, love them. Yeah. Okay. It's like, like this, this is the type of these things happen. Um, and then like, there's, there's one way to, to, to look at remote businesses and freelancers. It's, it's how well do you share the appreciation? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and, and that's, uh, that, that can be in many ways that can be in public accolades, right. Which are huge. Um, but it, it can be in bonuses, you know, hey, we had a good, we had a good quarter. Here you go. Or, or, right. or it can be in, uh, in, in, in things like stock options and that type of stuff. And that's something that we're breaking barriers with now, and we never needed to. Like this isn't something that was mostly startups do that to, to acquire and get and maintain good talent. Now we are actively taking a role and actively developing an option plan for our freelancers that live everywhere in the world, right? Right. People in Belarus that, you know, if, if, if we have an event that is uh, a, like a liquidity event or a public or, or a public event or whatever, um, they get to share in that. And that's huge. That's a, that's a huge benefit and they see it, but I don't see them. It's not affecting their work at all, mm-hmm. but it's more of an appreciation of saying, Hey, this is part of the, the, the culture. And I guess that's the word I was looking for. And it's something we focus on, you know, how do you get somebody to to care as much as you do Um, care about them, right? Hmm. Care about the people that you're working with and they'll care and and they'll, they'll, they'll care about the work they do. Um, There's the old, uh, there's the old, uh, what's his, I think Teddy Roosevelt said, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And 
there's, there's things that we've been able to do. We've been able to help people um, and support, support people in, in, in ways. And, and I, I, I spent a lot of time with my daughter. She's 11. She's very business interested. And uh, I said, look, you, you always have to take care of the people that take care of you. And, and, and uh, that's, that translates in family as well as business. Yeah. So it's, if you care about the people that you work with, and they understand that and they appreciate that they'll care about the work they do. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, regular listeners of the podcast will maybe know that hacker noon is a fully remote company. We have people all over the world. And so I'm so lucky to work with people from many different countries. Um, but something you said about, uh, having someone from Belarus, struck something with me in the thought that do you think that when you go to hire freelancers especially people from wherever that there's ever too much of a mishmash of culture or do you think um uh that we are or or do you buy more into the idea of uh, the more diversity you have the better for your team Hmm. So I can agree with both. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that there there is definitely a mishmash of culture. Um, but it all comes down to respect, right? Yeah. And and openness and and but there I've I've seen certain cultures in certain parts of the world that are very passion driven. Um, and you know, just be respectful of that. Uh, and then I've seen cultures that are very logical and methodical driven and you're respectful of that. So um, I'm a big fan that I find that if you can tap into diversity of, of, of ideas, right. Mm -hmm. Diversity of ideas typically come with diversity of people Mm -hmm. because you can, you can tap into that really entrepreneurial mindset of the people you work with, even the freelancers you work with, like that's very, it's, it's, it's a very entrepreneurial um, venture to be a freelancer. So like it's a solopreneur or what, what have you, but, um, but yeah, often there's an insight that if you're open to it and respectful of the culture, you can, you can draw out and it'll, it'll give you an advantage. It'll, it'll help you develop and help you grow. Um, it can, it can, uh, yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm agreeing with both. There is challenges with that because people sometimes from different cultures get offended by different things. Mm -hmm. And, but that's where the culture of the company, the culture of the business that you're working in, that's where that takes over. Right. So if you have, so there's the culture of this person over here and there's culture of this person over here, but then there's the culture of the business where they meet up. Yeah. So you bring people out of their cultures and you bring them into your culture and they bring their culture to the business culture. And if the business culture is one of openness and respect, and, and uh, then, then, then you have, uh, then, then, then you have the opportunity to make something beautiful. Yeah. And I think it really is beautiful. I'm, I'm just thinking of a time that comes to mind when um, working with people, uh, somebody who was from, um, 
Eastern Europe and I'm from Canada and so those cultures are very different and it's like the bluntness, the Eastern Europeanness of it, like the way they communicate. I love it. I love it so much because it's so I know that it's that culture difference. So I'm not offended and I rely on like you said that culture of the company where we don't take ourselves so seriously and everything is kind of fun and a little bit of a joke and that I think it's so funny because it's just very different to what I'm used to so I love that definitely um so when you uh, hire different people from different places and maybe this has to do with Golance and you can let me know a little bit more about this but how do you navigate the uh, rules and regulations from like different countries when you're just trying to find the best talent regardless of their location? The the rules and regulations to hiring freelancers? Of, of like paying people, I guess. Yeah, so payment flexibility is, is one of our, at GoLands, one of our biggest strong suits. Um, there's things like that and things that you have to deal with and you bend to the compliances of, of each, each region. Um, we categorize everybody as a freelancer. So it's not like they're full-time employees in, in these, these regions. So um, we have a little bit more flexibility there. Um, so it's, we, we, we find it pretty easy to navigate that. And, and honestly, it's, it's just the least fun thing that I have to deal with. So I just hired somebody to deal yeah. with it. <laughs> and I go here. Yeah, okay. Who loves that type of stuff? And uh, and and I mean, I, I think that uh, he maybe. And I've asked him. I was like, Do you, "What what's wrong with you? <laughs> why would you like this? Why why would you choose this job? Did, did somebody hurt you as a child? Uh, <laughs> because <laughs> like, no, I just I love getting through these little compliance issues and figuring this out and being able to. And I'm like, okay, great, cool. I, I never never want to have to ever do that. So. Um, yes, uh, maybe this just goes to show that there really is a perfect person for the job somewhere out there. <laughs> you just have to go find them. <laughs> but somebody for everybody. Maybe there's somebody for every job. Yeah, maybe. Okay, cool. So when you, it was 2008 and you're going through the financial crisis and you founded and you're working on your companies, um, and this need for greater work flexibility arises. And then we fast forward to 2022 and another need for greater work flexibility arises. What did that look like for you? Well, the whole pandemic has been very upsetting for me. I mean, we, our, our <laughs> revenue grew, everything grew, but I liked having that competitive edge. For me, I was constantly selling, hey, here's why, here's the value of remote work. Here's the power of what you can do with mm. it. And now everybody knows about it. And it's like, uh, they're <laughs> like yeah, no, we're, we're, we're doing it. And I'm like, well, uh, all right. Like I felt special. I felt like I had something and it was exciting. People yeah. like, really? You don't, have any, you don't have any employees? You just work all remote? I'm like, yeah, yeah, everybody works remote. Everybody's a freelancer. Everybody clocks in, clocks out whenever they want to. That's how, that's how it works. Or, um, and that was, uh, that was like something special. So it's, uh, now, now everybody does it now. It's like, a, it's all. <laughs> oh. Well, okay. Uh, you know, everybody's doing it, but not everybody's doing it well for sure. So you still have a leg up. <laughs> okay. Well then that goes to culture. So that's, and that's what mm -hmm. I, I, I wrote, uh, I wrote my, my third book about, which is, um, remote it. 
uh, winning with freelancing. And it's, it's almost entirely about culture and how you create a remote work culture. I mean, it, it is tough, right? Throwing a job to the other side of the world and saying, please, please do the good work. Right? <laughs> please don't just cheat yeah. me. And so we built the time tracking tools and all the, all the, you know, the work diary and you can measure results and measure how much each thing is cost. And that's great for, that's great for measurement. It's great for course correction, but um, you find that there is good people all over the world and you can be Mm -hmm. just as hurt by somebody in the office as you can by somebody on the other side of the world. So of course you have to take the appropriate security measures, right? That's, that's a given. Um, but you, you also have to have some, some faith and some trust. And it, it would, it was a leap of faith. I mean, I had a subscription billing company and I'm hiring a guy five hours outside of Moscow and I'm going, uh, yeah, anything I have, we're PCI compliant <laughs> and like, oh, they have PCI compliance in Russia. Oh, okay. And it wasn't until I started going to these countries and meeting with people, which was awesome. So if you like to travel. Oh, cool. Yeah. Then, then you, then it's it's like doing these little these little setups. I actually got um, I couldn't go. I don't know if I still can. I got kicked out of Belarus, so I flew from Belarus, from Minsk, Belarus to Moscow, and I had visas for both country. But apparently, according to the law there, you have to to leave the country and then and then go to to Russia because they're they're open borders between the two of them. Like anyone would know oh. this, right? Like, oh, and, and they didn't tell me that. They just detained me and then put me in a room. And they're like, yeah, you got to leave. I'm like, uh, can, can I go downstairs, just buy a ticket? They're like, no, no, you can't leave this room until you have a ticket. I'm like, uh, okay. <laughs> so I, called, I called one of my freelancers out and I'm like, dude, you, you got to get me out of here. So he drove down to the airport, bought me a ticket. Oh my and gosh. Walk in the room. They're like, all right, you're leaving. And, uh, Anyway, so they had like four guards escort me to like, I'm this big, terrible person. Like, I'm like, guys, well, I'm just, uh, okay, this is, sorry. And they didn't tell me what I did wrong either. I had to like hire a lawyer to go and find out. Um, huh? that I, I flew from one country to another. So anyway, that was my big mistake, but I couldn't go to Belarus. And I used to go often because we have a lot of people we work with there. And we have a lot of people, other areas of Eastern Europe. So I'd kind of go make the rounds. Um, so I rented a place in Lithuania, a giant, like a giant farm, um, a giant house. And then I got a bus and brought everybody I worked with out there. And so that was like a really fun, cool cultural event. Wow. So I do, I do think that if you can meet up with people, right, either let them fly to yes. you or fly to them. Yes. Like, it's, it's so, so worth it. But there are people that I have worked with for years that I love like a brother, but I've never actually shook in their hand. I've never got to, to sit down and have coffee or, or, or a meal with them. And that's, yes. um, that's, it's, it's impactful, but I, I'm, it's on the books. I mean, it's, it's like, okay, if there wasn't COVID, I, I would, I used to travel a lot more, um, but now it's, it's, it's become a lot more difficult. But uh, yes. yeah, 
that's uh that's wow. on okay i feel the exact same way i want to meet everybody that i work with so desperately that i traveled to serbia earlier this year i am triple vaxxed and i did everything that i needed to do but i went to serbia this year to small town serbia to meet one of uh the other hacker noon employees because i really just wanted to meet her in person and it was delightful it and again like the culture is so different it's so much fun we drank brandy in the morning because that's what you do in Serbia, apparently, to yes. increase your blood flow. And so every morning, I wake up, I open my laptop, have my little shot of brandy, and we're ready to go, just working. <laughs> and it was great. Really? <laughs> yeah. You brandy in the morning and it, like, it didn't slow you down? Nope. Just a little shot of brandy, a little sip. Well, it's like having a morning coffee, except brandy <laughs> and that's how we worked all day and it was great so yeah i love the remote life and it just opens up so many fun new opportunities <laughs> it's crazy and how how cool is that do you get to experience these other cultures yeah and i i don't think you really understand a culture until you've worked with the with people in the culture it used to be you don't yeah. understand a culture until you've gone somewhere and worked there and then you really, or you, or, or maybe did understand things that way. But now you get kind of a taste of it. You get like a like a, a vibe yes. of it while you're working remotely, and then you go there. All right, brandy in the morning. Okay, gotcha. Yep. Did that stick? Right. Are you still doing the brandy in the morning? Uh, did you bring unfortunately, back I've moved back to coffee, but <laughs> I should probably give it a go again. It. I was vibing with it. It was nice. <laughs> <laughs> all right awesome michael well thanks so much for coming on the podcast i really appreciate it i love the remote work life um and i hope that this is here to stay forever um if we want to find you and what you're working on online where can we look uh i would just go to golance.com uh that's that's our that's our website that's where we uh that's where we uh, that's where we work at GoLance. Sign up account, and if you want to chat with me, just uh, go on our little chat and say, "Hey, I uh, heard Michael talking with Amy. Here's my email, and then uh, and I can reach out from there." All right, sounds good. I will put that link in the show notes. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Hacker Noon podcast. And if you liked it, don't forget to share it with all of your friends and give me a cute little five-star rating wherever you're listening. I would really appreciate that. And if you want to find Hacker Noon, you can go to Hacker Noon on all of the social channels, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, whatever, and visit hackernoon.com to read more articles about technology and and until next time, stay weird and I'll see you on the internet. Bye! Afternoon Podcast.